Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. I'm Stuart Weems. And I'm Ian Abraham. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how valuable tax and business advice is when we take a holistic approach. That is, all tax and business advice that your accountant gives you must be aimed at helping you achieve your business and lifestyle goals. It's not only about saving tax. And in this episode, we'd like to talk about why pricing is the number one decision you will make in your business. So why is pricing so important? And I'm talking about you know the price that you set for your product or service. Uh, well, very simply, um, it has the greatest impact on your profitability. You know, you think about it, if you have a net profit margin of 20%, that is, if you sell something for $100, you make $20 um, before tax, but after you pay for all your expenses, if you increase uh, your price by 10%, so instead of charging $100, you charge $110, well, you've then had a 50% increase in profit. So by harnessing the best pricing strategy and maximizing the price, obviously not trying to, I'm not saying here that you should sell your product or service for as much as you possibly can get um, without any consideration to the value that you're delivering. That's not it. It's about understanding the value in your customer's eyes and making sure that you uh, build a business strategy and a product and a communication and marketing strategy to make sure that you're attracting more of those clients and correctly articulating the value of your product and service. And if you do that and it gives you additional pricing power, well, it's the easiest way uh, to, to um, increase your profitability. Just think about companies like Apple and Tiffany, for example. They've, they've spent um, years, decades building a brand uh, building uh, recognition within their customer base, building some loyalty that they don't want every, not everyone in the world is going to be a, a customer of Tiffany and not everyone in the world is going to go and buy a, a, you know 10 products from Apple. Uh, but they've got a very uh, defined target market and as a result, uh, they, they drive significant profit. In fact, in 2018, I read that Apple only owned 19% of the mobile market uh, in the US. Um, and in fact, Android's probably the biggest operating system in the US. Uh, and there's a lot of um, retail stores that sell different devices other than Apple. So Apple's only got 19%. Yet, if you look at the amount of profit that the mobile phone market generates uh, at an industry level, um, Apple owned 87%. So clearly what they've said is we don't want it all of the market, we just want the most profitable share of the market. And the reason, um, really, that one of the reasons you can attribute to that is that they've spent a lot of time on pricing. So the question is then, how do you really determine pricing? So the pricing is usually determined by the market demand, especially if you're, if you're selling a commoditized, uh, commoditized product. So think of Apple or Tesla or Tiffany, like Stuart said, with their products. We typically would assess what our associated costs are with our product or service and add a fixed margin to this cost. The margin is usually assessed on what we think out the value of our product or service is. Unfortunately, we typically see that very little time and analysis is spent on pricing, which is crazy if you really think about it. It's the most important decision, arguably your, arguably your most important decision in any business. Yep. 
Um, so let's think about ways that we can improve pricing uh, value meter. And Mina and I will take turns in sort of discussing uh, some of the options. Um, so the first one is to have a unique offering. Uh, and I think probably if you think about sort of pharmaceutical companies, uh, it's kind of a perfect example. When they have a, pa- a drug patent, for example, that you know, and they produce a particular drug, they've got absolute uniqueness. No one else is copying, copying that uh, and they've got some uh, pricing power and so forth. So um, a, a, an exclusive distribution agreement or license is another example. So if, I'm, if I've got a geographical license to distribute a certain brand in Australia, well, that, that can potentially uh, create pricing power. Um, and any other sort of uniqueness really that is that creates value in the customer eye, customer's eyes. So if there's something that your product does that other products in the industry don't do, or if you're providing a service, uh, is your methodology for delivering that service, whether it's an advice or whatever it might be, uh, different to what other people are doing in the marketplace? Now, there's two things here. You've got to be able to articulate the differential in the, the, the uniqueness, uh, and, it, and it's got to be important in your customer's eyes so that you've got to uh, draw those two things. But if, you, if you're able to sort of set yourself apart and have this kind of unique uh, value proposition, uh, that's one way to get some pricing power. Another way, Stuart, is to have a luxury or premium offering. There's always a group of clients or customers, I should say, that want a higher spec product and are prepared to pay more. Having three price points allows customers to self-select which price they want to bet, want to pay, whether it be good, better or best. So luxury products tend to attract a higher margin but lower volume. So think of BMW or Mercedes, for example. They have their entry-level cars, which they do a lot of volume of, but they've probably got a very low margin on, whereas they've got the, the top-end cars that, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, which they'll do a lot less volume of but have a greater margin on. Another way to create some pricing power is to look at perceived value. You know, we tell ourselves a story about the products that we buy um, and we might buy products that increases our status. Um, You know, we tell things like we deserve it, so we deserve this particular brand uh, or this brand is special and so am I. You know, these sorts of stories are behind some of the purchasing decisions rather than just logic. I mean, if we go to... uh, Chanel, for example, to go and buy a handbag, there's no way that the quality of the finish and so forth is much better than a $1,000 handbag, for example. But we get the brand helps us tell a story about that particular product. So it gives us some uh, perceived value. Another sort of corporatized example, if you like, is um, if I'm a CFO at a company and, uh, you know, I, I want to get an answer to a certain uh, question, and I go and pay KPMG $20,000 for that answer, the only reason I'm choosing KPMG is I've got it on letterhead. I'm going to look good to my boss, the CEO perhaps, or whoever I'm reporting to, that I've done the work, that, I, you know, that I've got the experts. Um, and so really we, you need to understand what story is that end customer telling themselves about the product that they're buying? Why are they really buying it? Do they need it, particularly if it's a discretionary product? But even you know the KPMG example, um, it's not really about the answer, the person that, that, that's buying that service. It's really about how they're going to look to their boss, You know whether it's going to advance their career, whether it's going to cover their risk and so forth. So really uncovering or thinking deeply about you know how your customer perceives the value in your product uh, and then tilting to, towards 
um, answering or, or delivering on that value proposition. You know, when a uh, when someone receives a, a blue Tiffany box, they know it's something special. You know, they know it's it's a little bit more special than the the store next door, for example. So the value is very much uh, in the eye of the beholder, and it's really a story. And if you can build a product and service uh, around that story, um, then that will give you pricing power. And you know, the other thing to understand is, in the absence of any other measure. Often we use price as a measure of quality. So if we've got two goods, uh, one selling for $1 and one selling for $20, a lot of people use just basic logic to say, look, the, the $1 one can't possibly be just as good as the $20 one. Uh, and so often we use price as a way to, to uh, differentiate differentiate quality uh, it's not always true uh, as we know you know maybe the one dollar item could be just as good or sometimes better um, but price is often used as a differentiator of quality so if you're running a small business to be a price leader sometimes not a great thing to do because you might be sending a signal to your market hang on what i'm offering isn't actually say uh, such great quality so you need to ask yourself what sort of business are you in are you looking for a low margin but high turnover or a low turnover but high margin? When we talk about turnover here, we're actually talking about units sold, not, not actual dollars. So with low margin or high turnover, it's best to focus on perceived value. You need to differentiate yourself or differentiate your product. Work on your unique selling proposition or your USP. That's right, Mina, and that's distinct from having a, a very high turnover business that operates on lower margins. Uh, think like a, a supermarket or chemist warehouse, for example. In that situation, you, you want to extract the highest possible price that you can. Um, and you can do that maybe by doing sort of competitor research, price matching, um, provide, providing a price guarantee, um, bulk pricing, so selling more products uh, for, for a lower margin. Um, pricing based on demand, like Uber's uh, surge pricing, um, that could mean you know charging different prices in different geographical locations or different ways of delivering that product. Um, but it's all about margin and even just an incremental increase in price for a high turnover business uh, can have a really big impact on profitability. And if you are offering a commoditized product, you need to make friends that it is a low margin business and there is little you can do if you are a price taker. So you really have no pricing power. It's really just a race to the bottom. Eventually, the market will drive you so that your margins are close to zero. That's right, Mina. A market's job is to ultimately drive your profit margin to zero and therefore profit. Uh, pricing power and the stuff that we've talked about in this podcast this episode is so incredibly important because if you have something that's unique uh, then the market can't drive your margin to zero you sort of protect your profitability okay so in the next episode uh, we're going to talk about how to prepare an actionable uh, practical business plan uh, we're not talking about a document that you prepare and and file away and never look at again something that's really going to help you focus to build your business and maximize uh, value so thank you very much for listening to this podcast this is the fifth episode in the first series if you like the podcast please leave a review or rating wherever you listen to it and share it with any friends family or colleagues that might get some value out of it as well if there's enough interest in the podcast, it will encourage Mina and I to do a second season. Uh, that is both a threat and a promise. Thanks a lot, Mina. Thanks, Stuart. 
Cheers. Bye for now.